0: Uh, I want to talk about, uh, for about five or six, seven, eight minutes, about my journey uh, spiritually in my life. Um, I, I, was, uh, I, I went to, I think, 13 different schools growing up, and one of the schools was a Baptist school, and, uh, and, and I was around, uh, just inundated by the Baptist culture, and i'll tell you what it, it challenged me even to this day to be able to get better at the fundamental disciplines of the faith, uh, but even as a young man, I, I just realized that uh, it wasn 't quite um, for me that that vein, even though um, the the Baptist world uh, they 're my brothers and they 're my sisters and uh, we're going to be neighbors in heaven. Uh, just that vein of the body of Christ wasn't quite for me. I, I felt like I needed something a little bit different. Uh, and then I went uh, polar opposite. Um, my father was raising me in a uh, a non-denominational, spirit-filled church. We used to call it charismatic back in those days. And... Uh, and I can very vividly recall being 19 years old, walking into the ministry. I was the new guy um, uh, preaching. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, it feels weird now, um, but looking because I'm still young, uh, but when you're 19 and you're preaching, that's a different kind of young. And I remember preaching and I remember doing altar calls and praying for people. And at this season of my life, I can remember having a a line of people, and every time I'd pray for people, uh, half of the people that I prayed for would fall over in the Spirit, just fall right over. Now, let me catch everybody up, uh, because our church has this unique anointing to be able to reach people that are seasoned in the gospel, Uh, and then we also have... Uh, a lot of people that this is all very new and it's a special anointing because usually churches can either reach one or the other Uh, but our church can reach both and I'm very humbled by that so let me just catch up uh, the ones in our church that this is new. Um, In in many uh, churches that you walk into that are spirit-filled Um, a lot of times it's very common for people to be prayed for by the pastor or by the elders and people will uh, feel overwhelmed uh, by the spirit and they will fall over and uh, usually there are assigned catchers that catch them and lay them down so they don't get hurt and so I spent a lot of time in, in that church and I can remember uh, Jeannie Mayo, the lady that you saw up there that's come to speak, my mother in law, she came to speak at this conference at our church. And she came up and she preached, and um, the whole bunch of people came down to the altar, and I was right to the left. And ever, once again, this was the same thing that has been hap- that had been happening to me for nine months prior to this moment. Every fourth person I prayed for would fall over in the spirit. They'd fall over in the spirit. They'd fall over in the spirit. And people would grab me by my arm and pull me to the other side of the altar. And I'd pray for them. And they'd fall over in the spirit. And I'd pray for someone else. And they'd fall over in the spirit. And and, uh, I I got in the car with Jeannie. I'm driving her to the airport. And I said, you know. I said, "Uh, I don't know who you are. um, But... I'm probably not going to see you again So I want to ask you some questions Because I feel like this is a pretty safe conversation I said, I'm praying for people And they are falling out in the spirit like crazy Now, I want to be able to sit here in this car with you and say It's because I'm anointed (laughs) I mean, if we can just be real honest I'm anointed and when I touch people, they go down. But I said, but I said, uh, I said, you know, the, the reality is, is that I personally am concerned and I'm having trouble remaining a minister and I'm only 19 and I'm contemplating getting out of the ministry because of this. And she said, she takes her shoes off. I'll never forget she was sitting, looking out the windshield. She takes her shoes off. She turns and she looks at me and she goes, this is why I'm here. Keep on talking. I said, I'm praying for people like crazy. They're all falling out. People next to me are praying for people. They're falling out. And I said, here's my problem. We've got the most powerful existence ever. Ever. Because of the existence of God, other things can exist. I'm saying this when I'm 19 in a Honda Civic driving to Intercontinental Airport. Because of his power, everything can exist. That's how powerful he is. He's so, I'm telling Jeannie this, he's so powerful that no man has ever seen him and can't see him. Moses could just look at the back of him and couldn't even do that really. And this God comes down upon a person and overwhelms them to the point to where they can't stand anymore. (sighs) And then... I see them, and I go out to eat with them at the restaurant after service, and there's no difference. So you're telling me the most powerful existence, the one who went and made the sun, took himself and went, and that person went, whoa, that power is so amazing, I can't stand And then they stand back up, and there's nothing different. I can't even go outside without a hat on for 30 minutes and not get a sunburn. That's how much of an effect the sun has on me. But you're telling me, and this is what I'm telling Jeannie, that the most powerful existence that holds the universe together... Saturates himself and a person can't stand, and then they get up and they're exactly the same. And I said, If that's the case, I don't want to do this anymore. And she goes, I was trying to figure out why I said yes to come to this conference because we planned the conference on Mother's Day. So she had to give up Mother's Day to come to the conference. She goes, I came down here to meet you. I said, and another thing. (laughs) All the churches that I know that flow like this are always really small with a lot of women, not a lot of men. And I got a problem with that because I never want to bring my friends to church. I don't want to bring my friends to these places that I'm so anointed people can't stand because I'm touching them. I got a problem with this. So she goes, you don't even know who I am. But I am now your mother. I said, okay, that's great. I said, but you got to talk to me, you got to help me here. Because what I'm seeing is I'm seeing people falling out and I'm seeing people running around with flags and I'm seeing divorces happening at the very same time. I'm seeing people mad at the pastor that he won't pray for people so they won't fall out, but they're struggling with pornography. So I got a big problem with this whole thing. So on one hand, I got the problem with this side of the spectrum because it's all head. I got a problem with this side of the spectrum because it's all heart. The people with all heart look at the people with all head and say, you're not spirit-filled because nobody's fallen out. The people over here with all head are looking at them saying, I don't know what you guys are doing. And I'm telling Jeannie, I'm one of the silly ones that actually opened up the Bible to find out if any of this stuff is legit. And you know what? I did find two instances where people did fall out in the spirit. One of them, Paul was riding a donkey. Bam! Boom! Lost his eyesight. Had a revelation for three days. Opened his eyes. Changed his life. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about none of this. (laughs) No. Just so you know, if you're new here, when I pray for people and I feel like they're about to fall over, I go on to the next person. I don't need all of you guys to look at me and go, whew, that boy's on fire. I don't need that from you. I don't need that. Here's how I think. This person's about to fall over in the spirit. Spirit doesn't need me. Doesn't need me. Spirit made stars, hovered above the waters. Doesn't need me. So, well, it, it's transference. Paul said to Timothy, stir up that gift that you received when the elders laid hands on you. I believe in laying on hands, but I'm not going to work this emotional thing. Not going to do it. So now watch this. Now, just so you know, this is not my message. (laughs) I'm just having fun. We're just talking, all right? Can we just talk for a little bit? We're just talking. My message is being transferred by his beholding, and it'll all make sense in a minute, but just let me have a little bit of fun. Is that okay? Now that I'm in the well that nobody ever wants to go in, I might as well splash a little bit. (laughs) So uh, here I am stuck in the middle of, you know, what's going on here. I find one instance in the Bible where Paul does get knocked off. And then I find another instance in the Bible. There wasn't a change when they fell out. But it was very different circumstances. Jesus was in the garden praying. Soldiers came walking in to arrest him. Jesus looks at him. Boom! That's what I'm talking about. I don't know what your guys' perception of God is, but my perception is the Niagara Falls is like a teardrop to him. That's the Niagara Falls. It's the greatest being that will ever exist. He's always existed. He will ever, forever, ever, ever exist. So there's two times that I see where, and there may be another. I feel like there's a third one that I forgot. But when you see it, there's either change Or there's a rebuke. So now what do we do? Here's my question for you. And now I'm getting to my message. Why do you serve God and what are you looking for? What are you looking for? When you come walking into your church, what disappoints you? What are you hoping to experience? What are you hoping is going to happen? Whenever you decide to gossip and throw tomatoes, what do you gossip and throw tomatoes about? What are you hoping for? What disappoints you? What are you really wanting? Let me just tell you where I'm at. Kiz on tight. <laughs> I've always wanted to say kiz on tight. You want to say, am I saying that right? Kiz on tight? Kiz tight. Let me just tell you, having experienced this option and having experienced this option, let me make sure I say this with a lot of underlining. My personal belief is if they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they've accepted, accepted him as the Lord and Savior of their life, I don't care what camp you're in, we're all part of the same family. But if you want to know where my vein is. Let me go to the Bible and read it to you. I know that sounds really wild to some camps because well, there's a lot of camps where they don't base it here. They base, I feel, I feel, I feel, I just feel. Anytime that somebody says, I just feel, you ought to hear, wow I promise. Just hang out with them if you don't believe me. Cuckoo. Everything, every prophetic word should be echoed right here. Every time. Every time. So now watch this. This is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Kind of ruined my life and, and I hope that it ruins yours. Anyone here want to get ruined today? Here we go. Let's read this. A second, we're going to read a chunk of scriptures. Is that okay? And and here's the reality. I can't crack open that can of worms that I just cracked open without reading a chunk of scriptures. Okay? Otherwise, I'm doing exactly what I'm warning you guys not to do. Does that make sense? So let me just read a chunk of scriptures here. This messed up my life. And this is going to answer the question, what are you looking for? And what do you want? Because if what you want is just, I am here and I want a relationship with Jesus, so I don't burn in hell. That's actually a pretty good reason. (laughs) But nobody wants to limit it to that, right? this is what i hope we all aim for second corinthians chapter 3 verse 7 watch this you got to read real slow now i'm reading out of the new living translation the old way everyone say the old way real loud the old way way. with laws etched in stone aka 10 commandments that led to death Though it began with such glory, here it comes, that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't, watch this, here we go. Now this is the passion of my heart, if you want to know. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way? Now that the Holy Spirit is giving life, if the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way? Just to catch everybody up, the old way is the old Ten Commandments with the laws the new way is the spirit has been poured out on the earth this is after jesus died and after the holy spirit came on the earth so that's the new way the new way which makes us right with god in fact that first glory watch this this is the glory that made moses's face shine that first glory was not glorious at all Compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. Now, watch this. Everybody pick a light and stare at it. One, two, three, go. Go, go, go. Don't look at me. Go. You picked it out and I was now, now, now look at me. Look at me. Now, can you see me? Because your eyes are all messed up from staring at that light, right? It's a pretty bright light. Whatever light you picked, it's a pretty bright light. Now, if we go outside and we look at the sun, all of a sudden this light is dark compared to the sun. Are you with me? So this is what Paul is saying. He's saying that glory that was on Moses, that was pretty glorious. But compared to what's available now, oh my goodness. All right, you guys good? Everybody good? Did anybody sneak out while I was reading? (laughs) All right. Verse 10. In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all... ...compared to the overwhelming glory of the new way. So, if the old way, which has been replaced... ...in other words, the glory that was on Moses' face... ...we're replacing that... ...was glorious... How much more glorious is the new which remains forever? Now watch this. Jump down to verse 16. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all, everybody say all, all who have had that veil removed. let me tell you what the veil removed is. okay? There's this invisible veil that is on everybody's face and on everybody's face unless it has been removed. Jesus, I don't know. I think he was probably alive. I'm not quite sure. He was just kind of a good teacher. Um, I don't know if there's a heaven or a hell. That's typically for really religious people. As far as the spirit being on the earth, well, if that makes you happy to believe that, rock and roll. As for me, uh, it's not really so much for me. Veil removed. I am so sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. I make you my Lord and Savior from this day forward. I want to pursue you, and even more than that, I want your presence to saturate my soul and teach me things that I do not know and draw me closer to you. Now, watch this. When the person that has no veil looks at the person with the veil, they look at them, and it's frustrating. How can you not get excited about God? Jesus is more than just the time to trade presents during Christmas time. These people are like, dude, will you please chill? <laughs> Church, Bible, Christianity, smoke what you want to smoke, but leave me alone. Are you catching this? Thank you, Jana. It is good. Here we go. Guys, okay, let's keep reading. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see, watch this, this is what Frankie wants if you're wondering, and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So what he is saying is, as you behold me, I will transform you. And when I transform you, you are going to become like me. Now, that, my friends, makes falling out look like patty cake. People will leave churches and look for churches with flags in them. Or on the other side of the pendulum, if you don't have 78 Sunday schools, this church isn't for me. I get it. Everybody needs to find their cup of tea. But what I'm challenging you, even if this is your last time to ever come to Celebration Church, whatever church you go to, whatever church you like, if you like churches where people fall out, rock and roll, go to that church. But don't forget what the bullseye is. The bullseye has always been and will always be to be in his presence and to be transformed by beholding him. What does transformed mean? It means you no longer think like you, act like you, feel like you. You now think like he thinks, act like he acts, and feel the way he feels. What's even better than that? Watch this. Turn the page. They don't have it on the screen because they didn't know I was going to go here. I didn't know I was going to go here until 15 minutes ago. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. No, no, no. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Hello! Hello! Whatever you want and whatever you get disappointed by or your expectations of the church, these are mine. I want this spirit that knows the deep things of God to be so saturated in my mind that I understand the secrets of God while, going back to the other passage... I'm becoming like him. This, my friends, takes the head out of the equation and takes the heart, the emotions, out of the equation. Are you with me? This is now the bullseye. What do you want? What do I want? What you really want is to experience and feel the intimacy of the creator of the universe to the point that it changes you. Unless you like the way you are right now, nobody is raising their hands. That's what we want. Let me give you an example of changing you. I've got this particular person in my life that does not go to this church, but I see him all the time. You guys don't know who he is. I had a feeling I was gonna bump into him today and he and I have got a little rub between us. He's a little rubbed with me. I'm a little rubbed with him. We got a rub. I know I'm about to see him in about an hour. At this location that I just happened I'm going to be at. And I am a loading of my gun. And I'm a looking. Shh. We hunting rabbits. I see him. I know in about 20 minutes we, are gonna, we can't avoid each other. And we're going to bump into each other. And it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. And so now I'm talking to him in my head. I'm getting my, my ammo ready. And then I started thinking about what I preached to you guys last Sunday, which annoys me. And I told you guys last Sunday that whenever you start talking to somebody and you haven't forgiven them, the tormentors are released. And I said, well, I don't have anything to forgive him for. So I'm good. (laughs) No tormentors? I don't need to forgive them. I just got something to say to them. See how the brain works? So I said, okay, I don't have to forgive them. I'm just going to pray for the next 15, 20 minutes. Because I'm going to see him in 15, 20 minutes. So I just start praying in my head. God, I love you. I love you. I want to think like you. Even though I'm in this situation and I got my gun loaded. I do want to think like you. And this is, I'm not, I'm kind of meaning this. But I'm not kind of meaning this. Does that make sense? I'm so excited about this conversation. That I really, if... I'm willing to think like you so long as you're thinking like me. Are we going to be honest tonight or not? You know, some people won't pray until they finish doing what they know they want to do. We'll pray tomorrow. Tonight? Oh, it felt so good. So I just start praying, praying, praying. God, I do want to think like you. I do want to feel like you. I do want my heart to beat like yours. I do want my emotions to be like yours. I really honestly, honestly, honestly do. I bump into them. Watch what comes out of my mouth. I said, sir, I just want you to know. My wife and I are so sincerely grateful for the past four years because you've been a mentor in a lot of ways. You've taught us a lot of things that we didn't know before we met you. I want you to know that I thank you. I sincerely mean that. And I'm listening to myself talk and I'm going, what are you saying? What? Have you you ever surprised yourself? And I keep telling them all these wonderful things. I want to say thank you. I feel like you're a gift in my life. Da, 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 da. And I said, look, I just... And I said these exact words. I just want to keep on sharing my heart right now. <laughs> I want to share my heart right now. And I, I want you to know and what's happening. And then I started... I'm, I'm at, you know I have ADD, right? So what I'm talking about... Oftentimes is not what I'm thinking about. Imagine that. So I'm talking... And I'm asking myself, what are you doing? And it dawns on me that while I was praying, the Spirit filled my heart and when I opened my mouth, it overflowed out. Now, had I not prayed 15-20 minutes and I realized it was in my head the only thing that would have been in my heart was a lot of hate and when I got close to him I'd open up my mouth and it would overflow out so then he says to me well since you're sharing your heart I'm going to share mine I want to apologize to you Now, the Frankie that I know thinks like this. And you should. (laughs) It's actually overdue. You should have apologized to me six months ago. But he started apologizing to me and I start cutting him off. No, 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 no. If there's ever been a disagreement... It's been because of me. Now, this whole conversation happened about seven hours ago. I'm still a little shocked the whole thing happened. And I'm telling you about it. Point in case that there is an intimacy level that can override who we are to make us more like him are you with me there's an intimacy level that can override the person that we don't like being i don't want to be this person there's an intimacy level now let me go to my notes for a change The greatest characteristic a Christian can exhibit is this completely unveiled openness before God, which allows a person to become a mirror for others, which is what Moses had. Moses experienced an intimacy, and when you looked at him, it was obvious that he had been in the presence of God. Get ready to write fast, because I'm going to move fast. Paul is telling us that when the Spirit fills us, we are transformed. But by beholding Him, we become mirrors. There's nothing that is of a greater honor than to be around people and they look at you and listen to you and they feel the presence of God. This can only happen when you're in his presence. Watch this. This is so good. This is worth the whole sermon. Uh, Richie, this is worth the whole sermon, what I'm about to say. The presence that you entertain alone will be the presence that you exude in public. The presence that you entertain alone is the presence that you exude in public. When you are around a person and they appear to be angry and grumpy and upset, they were like that before you saw them. They were like that when they were alone earlier today. A little grumpy, a little funky-faced, a little bitter a little mad. It's not you. That's the spirit that they entertain. Now they've come into your world and it's like Jonah jumping on your boat. Everything was fine till Jonah got here. Let's throw him off the boat. Now everything's fine again. So when we entertain, the presence of God when we're alone, when we're in public, that's what exudes. My goodness, Rick, this was the good time to come from Los Angeles. I'm so glad you're buying dinner tonight, by the way. <laughs> you can always tell when someone has been spending time with the Lord because there is a glory on their countenance. Their countenance. See, there is a world of difference between people who want something from God. I want my church to be like this. And I want God to move like this. And I want the preacher to preach like this. And I want Jessica and Isaiah to pick these songs. And I want the gifts of the Spirit to be moving. And I want, I want, I want. There's a huge difference between being in a a state of wanting and a state of pursuit pursuing. It's night and day. People who are in a state of wanting are usually in a state of complaining. Well, you know, our church is pretty good, except for the fact. Blah, 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 blah. David said, if there's one thing I won't do is want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not There's a difference between wanting and pursuing. People who pursue, when you get around them, there's a fragrance of where they have been. People who are in a state of wanting, there's a fragrance of dissatisfaction. I'm going to have to buy my own tape Point number two, there's a peace in their spirit. They just don't get rattled. Life isn't going to always go smooth. You're going to have storms. But those people learn to walk on waves. You with me? In Acts, watch this. I'm moving very fast. I know what time it is. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John. Watch this, watch this. This is so, oh my goodness, this is so good. This is so good. Acts chapter four, verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. Peter and John, they're preaching, they're preaching. They hear the double negatives. I ain't got none sin in my life. This dude is not educated. You know when somebody says something and it's like... That wasn't proper English. Clearly you're not educated. They're talking and it's obvious they're not educated. But they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus... The guy can't talk very good. Paul was the worst preacher ever. People fell asleep and fell out of windows. That's boring. But when you look at a person, you say, clearly you have been in the presence of God. Let me tell you something about prophecy. You ready for this? Man, I'm opening up every single can of worms that there is. Here you go. Ready? Don't go to Bible bookstore and buy a book on learning how to prophesy. You're giving the author a lot of money. You Just give it to me. Watch this. Moses goes before God. God, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to kill these people. Please help me. God says, "All right, all right, I'll help you. Bring me seventy elders. Seventy elders. God puts the same anointing on them. The Bible says that the seventy uh, 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 prophet, the seventy elders, the seventy older people, they were anointed. Boom! They begin to prophesy. Bam! No school, no book from Bible Way." They turn around, bam! God gives gifts to whom he pleases. John Bevere said it this way, I've never pursued a gift. And that dude can walk in them. By the way, I've talked to his office several times. He'll be coming soon. I just can't get a stinking date. He says... When I walk in the gifts, I've never pursued the gifts. I've never desired the gifts. I've just pursued his presence. And in the process, I ended up getting gifts. Glory is right. Glory. Watch this. In Psalms 84 verse 7, they go from strength to strength. Till each appears before God and Zion. In the first verse that we read, they go from glory to glory. In the next verse we just read, they go from strength to strength. How do you keep getting stronger? Barry Bonds is getting older and stronger at the same time. Wait a minute here. You're 50 and you're hitting home runs further than you were when you were 30? I'm confused. That doesn't make sense, does it? But as we are operating in the spirit, that was the physical world, but the spiritual world, you go from stronger to stronger to stronger all being in his presence in psalms 42 verse 2 it says my soul thirsts for god for the living god when can i go meet with god this is david he's saying i'm not gonna want i just want to just tell me is it church time Will you please shut up and stop talking to me because I haven't prayed today and I want to go into my room and close the door and praise God. Is it time yet? It's about his presence. It's about being saturated by him. It's, when, when, when we come walking into this place, it's not about what anybody else is doing. It's just about his presence. Man. Got sixty more seconds and five more pages. Just kidding. Beware of the things, and Isaiah, come on up here, please. Beware of the things that can tarnish the mirror. Because when you're in his presence, you reflect his glory. This is what messes that up. These are the things that we all use as bumpers. God bless the bumpers at the bowling alley, right? You put the bumpers in the bowling alley and you stay straight. These are the bumpers that keeps us going straight. Number one is distance. You keep your intimacy levels high with the Holy Spirit. You check your, God God feels far. God feels far. That's a bumper. When you say God feels far, shut the day down. It takes you one second to open your mouth and express your affection towards the Lord and he won't feel far anymore. Number two is compromise. Entertaining other things. Entertaining other thoughts. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4. He goes, you have been believing a different kind of truth. It's truth. But it's a different kind of truth. Stay laser focused. And just so you guys know, don't go off quoting me and telling people that I don't believe in people falling out in the spirit because I started my sermon off talking about Paul. Yes, it does happen. And yes, it does happen. And a lot of times it's real but it just happened a little bit too many times when it wasn't for me for me to get caught up in the stuff that may or may not be real and i'm not going to be the judge that's real that's not real that's real that's not real Ah, that's not me let's say laser focus on the presence of god number three Cares, Mark chapter 4 verse 19. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Number four is busyness. Now that one has got my name written all over it. I can't sit down and pray, God, I got to meet with your people. You know what he does when he hears that? Wah, 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 wah. Don't throw your people at me, Frankie. Manage your day. I'm going to close with this last thought. What you behold will transform you. What you behold will transform you. If somebody beholds pornography night after night after night after night, it will transform them. If you behold gossip, it will transform you. If you behold whatever, it doesn't matter, but if you behold God, it will transform you.